Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, another week is here, so you know what that means. It is time for yet another episode of the Chocolate Puma Podcast. It is I, your boy, the Chocolate Puma, back to give you, my loyal five listener nation, what you want, what you need, and what you demand, baby. The show has an email address that I always forget to plug. It is thepumapod at gmail.com. And while I don't think I'll be setting up a separate Twitter we- Twitter uh, Twitter feed for the show, Jesus Christ, uh, you can follow me on the Twitters at B-T-H-O-M-P-20. Uh, so without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, earlier this week, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the AOC as she is known around these parts, had a very disrespectful exchange. According to The Hill, uh, Representative Ted Yoho, Republican from Florida, was coming down the steps on the east side of the Capitol on Monday. Uh, He had just voted, and when he approached uh, the AOC, who was coming into the building to cast her own vote, in a brief but very heated exchange, which was overheard by a reporter, Yoho told AOC she was, quote, disgusting for recently suggesting that poverty and unemployment are driving a spike in crime in New York City during the coronavirus pandemic. You're out of your freaking mind, Yoho told her. Ocasio Cortez shot back telling Yoho that he was being rude. Well, then, being the punk ass he is, as he walked away, he called her a fucking bitch because he was not man enough to say it to her face. Then, when he called out, was called out on it, Here is his non-apology. Mr. Speaker, I stand before you this morning to address the strife I injected into the already contentious Congress. I have worked with many members in this chamber over the past four terms, members on both sides of the aisle, and each of you know that I'm a man of my word. So let me take a moment to address this body. I rise to apologize for the abrupt manner of the conversation I had with my colleague from New York. It is true that we disagree on policies and visions for America, but that does not mean we should be disrespectful. Having been married for 45 years with two daughters, I'm very cognizant of my language. The offensive name-calling words attributed to me by the press were never spoken to my colleagues, and if they were construed that way, I apologize for their misunderstanding. As my colleagues know, I'm passionate about those affected by poverty. My wife Carolyn and I started out together at the age of 19 with nothing. We did odd jobs, and we were on food stamps. I know the face of poverty, and for a time it was mine. That is why I know people in this country can still, with all its faults, rise up and succeed and not be encouraged to break the law. I will commit to each of you that I will conduct myself from a place of passion and understanding that policy and political disagreement be vigorously debated with the knowledge that we approach the problems facing our nation with the betterment of the country in mind and the people we serve. I cannot apologize for my passion or for loving my God, my family, and my country. I yield back. Now, he never once apologizes for calling her a bitch. No, he apologizes for his, quote, passion. What the hell is that? Thankfully, AOC is not one to back down, and she gave an amazing shutdown of the coward from Florida. 
two days ago, I was walking up the steps of the Capitol when Representative Yoho um, suddenly turned a corner um, and he was accompanied by Representative Roger Williams and accosted me on the steps right here in front of our nation's capital. I was minding my own business, walking up um, the steps, and Representative Yoho put his finger in my face. He called me disgusting. He called me crazy. He called me out of my mind. Um, and he called me dangerous. And then he took a few more steps, and after I had recognized his, uh, after I had recognized his, his comments as rude, he walked away and said, I'm rude. You're calling me rude. I took a few steps ahead and I walked inside and cast my vote um, because my constituents send me here each and every day to fight for them and to make sure that they are able to keep a roof over their head, that they're able to feed their families, and that they're able to carry their lives with dignity. I walked back out and there were reporters in the front of the Capitol and in front of reporters, Representative Yoho called me and I quote, a fucking bitch. These are the words that Representative Yoho levied against a Congresswoman. The Congresswoman that not only represents New York's 14th Congressional District, but every Congresswoman and every woman in this country because all of us have had to deal with this in some form, some way, some shape, at some point in our lives. And I wanna be clear that Representative Yoho's comments were not deeply hurtful or piercing to me because I have worked a working- Now that was hot fire. First of all, good on her for not being polite and accepting that fake ass apology. Second, when people talk about white privilege, this is it. This is fucking it, baby. I defy you to go to your job, call a coworker you disagree with a fucking bitch, and then not have to do anything about it. This mediocre-ass white dude gets the benefit of the doubt that his passion got the best of him. He's a good guy. Instead of manning up, admitting he was wrong, despite numerous people recounting what he did, he denies ever using any offensive name-calling words and apologized for what he actually said. He said, fucking bitch, and he apologized for being, quote, misunderstood. I cannot apologize for my passion or for loving my God, my family, and my country. His passion is not what's offensive. Calling your coworker a bitch was offensive, and I'm so glad that AOC is not with the shits and letting it slide. She repeated his words on the floor of the house, amplified his cowardice, and showed more class than he ever could. I, however, am not classy. Representative Yoho, you, sir, are a fucking bitch. All right. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about our ancestors. In the last week, we've lost two particular titans of the civil rights movement, Reverend C.T. Vivian and John Lewis. And with all due respect to Reverend Vivian, I'm going to focus a little bit on John Lewis here. After he passed away, I noticed a particularly infuriating trend on the social media. Right after his death, sentiments such as this from people who remain hardcore Bernie Sanders supporters, no less, said this. 
Quote, it has to be said John Lewis allowed himself to be used by the establishment to help cheat Bernie, who was also a social and civil rights advocate, to endorse John Joe Biden, whose civil rights record was not so good. Now this, <laughs> this line of thinking, and bear with me a bit because I'm probably going to ramble a bit here. Statements like this are thrown out in an attempt to prop their man Bernie up. And fuck that. Fuck you as well if you feel that John Lewis, a man who had his skull fractured, marching for civil rights, the youngest speaker at the March on Washington, a man who kept the fire from his youth until he drew his last breath, if you feel he was used by this establishment, it's an insult. All of this was done by mostly young white men in defense of an old white man who has been wildly absent and silent during this unrest of a summer. And it's not like he's been busy at work because he hasn't cast the vote since the Senate returned to session on May 4th. It's almost like he's got a cold of personality and is, in fact, full of shit. He's been skating on things because he marched with MLK in the goddamn 60s, yet he votes for the infamous crime bill. He, in 2015, was asked why there were a disproportionate amount of people of color in jail for nonviolent drug offenses. Two people there who heard this asked to him said Sanders replied with, aren't most of the people who sell the drugs African-American? And that's not the first racist-ass sentiment that St. Bernard shared in 2015. He said, quote, the people in my state understand, I think pretty clearly, that guns in Vermont are not the same thing as guns in Chicago or guns in Los Angeles. In our state, guns are used for hunting. In Chicago, they're used by kids in gangs killing other kids or people shooting at police officers or shooting down innocent people. We need sensible debate about gun control which overcomes the cultural divide that exists in this country and I think I can play an important role in this uh, Bernie what culture are you talking about there huh and this this is the man for whom you will disrespect John Lewis for are you kidding me John Lewis wasn't perfect but damn it he was there and he was always about the people and this isn't meant to turn into some bass Bernie, ba Bernie Sanders shit but you would think that this man has a pulse on what his supporters are saying and say, hey, pump the brakes. Mm -mm. Hell, even his own press secretary pulled some shit like this a few years ago on John Lewis, and he didn't say word one. So fuck that guy and fuck people who disrespect John Lewis and his legacy. Um, I guess on a little bit more of an upbeat note, I'll say, I'll talk about one of my favorite things about John Lewis, and that's one, well, two things here. Um, and forgive me, I cannot remember who it was on Twitter, um, young woman activist who brought up the point that John Lewis actually got to grow old and a lot of our civil rights heroes did not. That's the first thing that I'm very, you know, it makes me very happy about John Lewis. Secondly, though, is that he never became this crotchety old man who didn't listen to people younger than him. He listened, he adapted with the times, he reached out to the youth to help them be able to take up the mantle when the time came. Instead of talking about what they're doing wrong, he wrote a series of graphic novels. He went to comic cons. He dressed as the 23-year-old version of himself and marched with children. That's a man who never lost who he was, who never compromised his integrity, and somebody the world is so much better for having had him around. I'll end with words from the man himself. Get in good trouble.
unnecessary trouble and help redeem the soul of America. Until next time, y'all be easy. Peace. Thank you.